One of the things that we like to do in the meditation practice, uh, and really often at the very beginning of the practice, is just to check in with the body. Uh, see what the body is like. How does the body feel? What are we bringing to the meditation? Uh, oftentimes we bring to the meditation some kind of physical uh, tightness, stiffness, contraction, what I sometimes might call physical stress or dis-ease. We bring that to the meditation. I mean, we're going to bring uh, our body to the meditation. and. Uh, of course, what the body is like is going to directly affect the meditation. So uh, it really behooves us to look and see what the body is like as we sit down to practice uh, and just to bring some simple awareness to what's there. Uh, if there's tightness or stress uh, in the body, that's going to affect uh, our ability to remain in the present moment, develop concentration, and make a connection to the heart. So uh, we just look and see. We just bring a simple awareness, just a simple awareness. Oh, there's some tightness in the shoulders. Oh, uh, the jaw is clenched. Oh, the hands are tight. Uh, you know, there's some sense of uh, physical stress somewhere in the chest that I feel. And just bringing that simple awareness to it, that simple awareness to it. Uh, and then going to the breath and seeing if we can find that nice, easeful breath and begin that process of, I mean, just bringing awareness to the stress that's there in the body, the physical stress, the dis-ease, helps us what happens, right? We get a little bit of space from it. Uh, and in that space, we unhook from it and unhook from any disliking or aversion to it that might be there, even though we may not be so aware of that, it's there. Uh, and we give the body a chance to begin to self-heal. Uh, we go to the breath, we find that a little bit of an easeful breath, and we begin to bring some ease to the body. If there's more ease in the body, then the mind will want to settle down into the present moment. Very, very simple uh, calculus. We spend a lot of time in the meditation, of course, bringing ease to the body, ease to the body, ease to the body so that there's a pleasant abiding, so that the mind will want to stay in the present moment. A large part of the reason why the mind doesn't want to stay in the present moment is because of the way the body feels. Uh, when the body feels good, then the mind is content to be in the present moment. So we work in the meditation to develop a pleasant abiding. And then we can also, during the meditation, if there is some kind of a stress or a tightness, uh, a physical pain, sometimes arises in the meditation, we can bring awareness to that. The technical term for that, of course, is mindfulness of feeling tone of Vedana. We often do that, you know, once we settle down into some ease, well, what might be there that's interrupting the ease? Kind of, I kind of alluded to that more towards the end of the meditation. Uh, so we do this in the meditation. We pay attention. We start right from the beginning, seeing what the body is like. And of course, the meditation is just this little microcosm of life, right? It's just like it's practice for life. Uh, so, uh, you know, what we do in the meditation is what we're meant to do in life. And a lot of what we learn in the meditation uh, are lessons that we take into life. So, uh, one of the things that's really important for us to do in terms of being mindful is to be aware of what the body is like. 
as we go through our days to be aware of what the body feels like. Uh, so, you know, sometimes that might mean physical pain or it might mean hot or cold, which is important. Uh, a lot of times what's going on in the body uh, is perhaps more subtle, even though it might be quite unpleasant. Uh, it's just sort of like my body and, you know, it, it's become so uh, ingrained, the tightness, the constriction in the body that we don't notice it, right? We don't notice it. So, you know, our practice is a practice of awareness, right? Of, of beginning to notice what's there. So as we go through our days, you know, and of course we're noticing other things that are a lot more important, you know, during the day than what the body feels like, like what's on the phone or what's on the TV or, you know, this, that, or the other thing, right? So uh, what the body feels like is really important, is really important. You know, and then we know this, of course, because, you know, I mean, intuitively we know this. That's why we're always trying to make the body feel better. We're just doing that in unskillful ways, in ways that ultimately can't make the body feel better, if it's eating or taking in some kind of sense pleasure. So, uh, so what we learn to do, which take us out of the present moment uh, and bring us unhappiness because those sense pleasures, uh, those external experiences, uh, don't bring a permanent and lasting happiness. So uh, what we learn to do as we go throughout the day is to see what the body is like. And again, you know, it might be more, it, there may be, you know, certain amounts of pain, but a lot of what we're talking about here are these more subtle manifestations, although again, they may be quite unpleasant of tightness, constriction, what you might call stress or dis-ease in the body. So even like right now, you know, what does the body feel like? You know, has the body tightened up or tensed up in any way since I've started talking, you know? You know? Maybe there's even something I said, you're a little confused, the body started to tighten up. Or you've just kind of kind of gone back into your typical pattern of tightness or tension, dis-ease in the body. Again, we're not necessarily, we kind of associate pain, you know, I hit my hand or, you know, the knee hurts or whatever, but there's often this quality of stress or dis-ease in the body. So, uh, so even like right now, you know, what's there, you know? Uh, so as we go through our days, you know, and of course it requires being present, you know, this is one of the things that we pay attention to. You know, we pay attention to the emotions. Oh, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm anxious, oh, this, that. We also want to pay attention to what the body feels like, what the body feels like. What is the body like? Uh, so it's a good question. How does the body feel? What is the body like as we go throughout the course of our days? The truth of it is, and we've come to understand this, is over time, over time, days, weeks, months, years, decades, over a lifetime or perhaps lifetimes, the body accumulates stress and dis-ease. You know, it manifests as this tightness, contraction, dis-ease, stress in the body. Uh, I remember years ago, I've told this story before, uh, I was working with this body worker, and I remember in our first session, she, she used a prop, so you know, she took a towel, she said, you know, the body is kind of like this towel, and every time you dislike something, or go into a state of desire, or you feel some kind of a, you know, a dissonant emotion, or you do something that's unskillful, 
anytime you know you 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 have some experience of, of, of stress in the mind, if you will, it's like the body twists and tightens, and the body is kind of constantly. So it's like this towel that's being twisted and twisted and you know, and sort of like our bodies are kind of like you know, they're like this knot, you know. I mean, I don't know. It's a little hard on Zoom to use props like this. You know, and ideally I'd be using a bigger towel, like a six-foot towel, because I'm about six feet tall, you know. But this is sort of like most of our bodies are just not this nice, smooth flow of energy. You know, they're tightened and twisted, and there's this quality of stress in the body. So, uh, uh, you know, the, the mind conditions the body. So mental disease or stress accumulates in the body as felt sense. So, uh, uh, you know, whenever, as I said, you know, there's some kind of an emotion that we cling to, the body, you know, it's like little traumas, right? You know, so there's, you know, there's big traumas, but then there's, you know, the day-to-day, moment-to-moment little traumas. You know, so the body is sort of like besieged with these little traumas, and it's constantly going into this tightness and stress and, and you know, this disease accumulates. So every time there's a quality of aversion, it's like the body goes like this. Or there's a desire, it goes like this. More desire, more aversion, more stress, more emotion. You know, so the body is constantly going into this. Again, it's, you know, my, my, my visuals don't work so well on Zoom, but, you know, I tend to use a lot of visuals, as people know, from over the years. Uh, so every time you go into a narrative, narrative, you know, the body contracts and tightens, you know. Again, you're not seeing this. It's subtle, right? I'm being dramatic. It's not like it's going like this. You know, it's just like, you know, you have a, you have a subtle thought. Oh, when is this pandemic going to be over? And the body goes like this. You know, oh, I thought I'd be over. it would be over by now. Oh, another six months. Oh, guy on the TV just said another seven years. Oh, you know, you know, and then it's like, and, and I got to take out the garbage. Oh, Oh my God, it's all filled up. I don't want to go outside. What if the person outside doesn't have a mask? You know, so it's like the body is, so it's, we're constantly accumulating all this, this stress from day to day to day to day. So, uh, so, you know, in and of itself, you know, uh, that's, that's, that's painful. You know, I mean, a lot of the times, again, it's subtle. It's not like banging your foot against the wall or, or you have an illness. Uh, you know, the body is in this state of contraction and, and generally there's a disliking of that. So we kind of go through our days and the body is, is in this state of stress and there's this disliking. There's this, this disliking. I write about this a lot in my book. Uh, this isn't meant to be an advertisement. I did put a little passage in the notes on this where, uh, you know, and this is a little bit of food for thought, but, you know, somebody says to you, how, do you, how are you doing? And you go, ah, oh, I'm not doing so good. Now, what does that really mean? You know, usually what we, what we mean when we say I'm not doing so good is the body doesn't feel so good. And we may attribute I'm not doing so good, I just had an argument with my partner, you know? And that's why I'm not doing so good. But if, if you had an argument with your partner and, and everything, you know, and there wasn't so much aversion or desire and the body was in a state of ease, it was like, yeah, we had an argument, but I feel good, you know. But it's usually we don't feel so good and we say, I don't feel so good because the body doesn't feel so good. 
So, you know, when we're not doing so good, it's usually because the body isn't doing so good, even though we don't really attribute it to that. You know, so what we try to do is let me fix the situation or try to work things out, which of course we should, but a lot of what the problem is, is the way the body feels, and that has to be attended to if we're going to know happiness. The Buddha, the Buddha understood this. So, uh, you know, when the body is contracted, uh, you know, tight, stiff, there's a quality of dis-ease, uh, uh, there's usually a quality of disliking there, and there's suffering. So, in and of itself, uh, you know, that's, that's not uh, a, a state conducive to, to our well-being and our happiness, right? Uh, what also, of course, happens is our ability to, uh, you know, to relate to our experience is, is compromised when the body doesn't feel so good, right? So, you know, somebody says something to you uh, that, uh, you know, maybe it's a criticism or just somebody says something to you that you don't like, if the body is tight, you know, chances are and, and contracted, uh, you're going to be reactive, right? If the body's at ease and you feel good and somebody says something that you find a little off, it's like, okay, that's fine. You know, but if the body is tight, it's like you're going to, you know, you're like a, an, an open wound. Uh, so, or you hear something on TV, you watch something that you don't like, and if the body is tight, you react to that in a much stronger and more, in a more pernicious way, painful way. You know, or you get an email or anything that happens, or you think about something. You know, you think about something that is unpleasant or somewhat painful, and if the body doesn't feel good, the way that you're going to react is going to, you know, just exacerbate, you know, what you're feeling. Uh, uh, you know, we're all dealing with difficulties and challenges in life, and, you know, over the last year we've all been dealing with the pandemic, which is difficult, and uncertainty and doubt and worry and all these things, and, uh, you know, all the emotions that arise, which are very natural emotions to have, uh, uh, you know, our capacity to deal with these situations uh, that are difficult and the different emotions that arise, you know, is going to be compromised if the body is tight and tense. You know, we're not going to be in good position to be able to receive the experiences of life and the experiences of emotion that arise. Uh, and chances are, you know, we're going to react unskillfully. You know, we're going to react unskillfully. Uh, if it's through thinking, or if it's through holding on to more emotions, or if it's by speaking or acting. So, uh, our ability to relate skillfully to our life is, 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 is hampered severely when the body doesn't feel good. Our ability to relate skillfully to others. To others. You know? I mean, I, you know, I, did, I saw this, you know, in a very blatant way, you know, with my mother, you know, who, you know, I mean, she could be a little challenging to deal with, you know, when she was in the prime of health, you know, but, you know, for the most part, she had a great sense of humor, you know, and, you know, we had our, our difficulties at times, but, you know, we had a, usually had a good rapport and a repartee and, uh, you know, but when she got sick and, 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 uh, and, you know, her body began to uh, 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 betray her, you know, she became very bitter, you know. 
and you know she became very difficult to deal with as she got more sick and her body started to deteriorate and she didn't have the skills to deal with that you know that's kind of a blatant example in that case somebody who's actually physically sick or has physical injuries and has a lot of physical problems uh, you know they become somebody who has a lot of physical problems can often become very difficult to deal with because their body doesn't feel good and you know if you, you know, your body doesn't feel good and it's tight and tense you know uh, you know, it's hard for you to relate to others skillfully. You know, we lose our sense of humor. You know, I saw that was my mother. She lost her sense of humor because she was in, you know, this, this pain all the time. And then, of course, we lose our connection to the heart, you know. You know if the body is tight and tense and we don't learn to work with that. You know, we go into aversion. We go into disliking. A lot of it's very subtle. Uh, we don't like the way that we feel. We may act unskillfully, we may go into narratives when things arise or we get an email or we see things on TV and we lose our connection to the heart. So our practice is a practice of uh, having connection to the heart ultimately, to our wisdom, to love and to compassion. You know, in order to be able to connect to the heart, we have to be able to be in the body. You know, in order to be able to be in the body, we need to establish a pleasant abundance. See, it's like the sirens, you know? The body is really tight and I hear that siren. Can you hear it? It's like, ah, goddamn siren, you know? The body is at ease and I feel good and there's a nice flow, flow of energy. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like I have, it's like, it's like Star Trek, you know? It's like I have a force field ah, that just bounces right off, you know? Uh, so, you know, our capacity to be able to connect it to the heart means we have to be in the body. In order to be able to be in the body, uh, you know, there needs to be a sense of ease and a sense of well-being in the body. So when the body is at ease, we're able to relate skillfully to others. You know, we're able to relate skillfully to others. Uh, you know, we often, and I write about this a little bit in the book too, you know, we often think, oh, meditation, or, you know, the idea might be it's so selfish, you know, cultivating pleasure. You know, that's, that's kind of like, you know, that seems very selfish or hedonistic or whatever, really, you know, we're doing something that's extremely compassionate to those who are dear to us, you know? You know, we're, we're cultivating these qualities internally that enable us to relate to those who are dear to us and to all beings with more skill, with more open-heartedness. So when the body is at ease, we can relate skillfully to others. We're able to meet life, you know, we're able to meet life fully. You know, if the body doesn't feel good and you're tight and you're tense and there's a quality of aversion, you know, we're not able to meet his life as effectively. You know, we're always coming at it from a, a position of, uh, of weakness. Uh, we're able to operate at the highest level. We function at the highest level when the body feels good. Uh, it's what I call in the book the most favorable state. When the body is in a state of ease and a state of well-being, we're able to operate at the highest level. This is why the Buddha uh, understood that meditation had to be very pleasurable because he wanted to achieve a very high state. He wanted to awaken. And he realized in order to awaken and to achieve that high level, the body had to feel really good. You know, and he was practicing ascetic practices and the body didn't feel so good and he wasn't in a position where he could really, uh, you know, operate at the highest level, you know. Uh, so he realized when the body was subsumed, suffused with, with ease and with pleasure, 
he could operate at the highest level and he could, he could really meditate and understand his experience and awaken. You know? So that's true in meditation. That's why we cultivate pleasure in meditation so that we can awaken, so that we can, it's not the goal of the meditation. I mean, it's a nice place to be, but it's not the goal, but it puts us in position where we can operate at the highest level. It's like what in psychology they call like a flow state sometimes, right? And a flow state is always characterized by a state of ease in the body and a quality of pleasure. You know, uh, so you know the Buddha understood that you know you cultivate those states and that puts you in a position to be able to to act at the highest level. So it enables us in meditation to awaken, but in our lives to be there fully, to be present, to make the most of our lives, to relate to others, and to to be creative and to be spontaneous and to find the joy in life. So uh, you know, so the point of the whole uh, the whole. Thing thesis is it's important how the body feels. It's important how the body feels. What we call the feeling tone of the body is really important. Uh, you know, I alluded to this at the beginning of the talk, and I'll end in a minute, but we tend to emphasize emotions a lot. You know, and I'm as guilty as anyone, you know, and it sells, it sells tickets in meditation centers, you know. Let's talk about all the emotions, you know, and the emotions are important. You know, the emotions are important. But the way the body feels, which is something a little different, right? You know, there's some overlap there, but it's something a little different. You know, the feeling tone of the body is very, very, very important. Is very, very, very important. So, you know, it's a simple practice of bringing awareness. You know, we talk about A, B, C, you know? So bring awareness. Is there any tightness or tension in the body right now? Is there any contraction or stress in the body, dis-ease, maybe in the shoulders or the arms or the back, just like we did in the meditation? What's there in the body right now? Just for a couple of seconds, then to the breath. And you can have some compassion for yourself, for, for, for the pain. You know, look at all the pain this body has endured. You know, all the stress, you know, think of that towel. How many twisted towel? How many towels have you twisted in, in your lifetime, or many lifetimes? You know, think about all the affliction you know that we've accumulated in the body, in terms of the way the body feels and all that pain. You know, and of course it does lead to to disease. It does lead to disease. You know, we didn't even get to that. Uh, you know, when the body is contra contracted and tightened, you know, the body can't self heal. So. You know, think about all the pain, you know, that we've endured in this body. Uh, you know, not even, you know, it's just in terms of the way we've taken on and accumulated this stress and this tightness, uh, this dis-ease in the body. And, you know, can we have compassion for ourselves? You know? So, uh, in our practice, we bring this simple awareness to what the body feels like. What does the body feel like right now? Is there tightness? There, is there dis-ease? And we really work to cultivate an easeful abiding, this quality of PT or rapture. You know, the Buddha said that's good food for the mind. That's good food for the mind. As he said, how very happily we live, we who have nothing, we will feed on rapture like the radiant gods. That's the good food for the body. You know, it's not, it's not necessarily the coffee that keeps me awake so I can cultivate rapture a little bit. It's not necessarily, you know, the eggs that I can smell somebody cooking downstairs. Uh, you know, the good food for the body is that ease and that pleasure that we develop in the body because that puts us in position 
to make the most of our lives uh, and to awaken. So, you know, we practice uh, out of compassion. You know, the body, you know, really reflects our suffering. You know, we learn to bring awareness to that disease in the body uh, and to, you know, in the service of uh, in the service of healing, and we have compassion, and we practice out of compassion, we practice out of metta because we have a wish to be happy. And when the body is in a state of ease and good health, uh, we're in a position to uh, make the most of our lives and know true happiness. So let's just close our eyes just for a second.